Hi everyone, it's Joe. I just want to give you a heads up that this episode with our guest David McCartney has some really deep stuff, but the sound is a bit glitchy. The connection between Trinidad and the States wasn't perfect that day. But I urge you, stick with it until the end. It's a short interview, and David has some really deep stuff to say about creativity. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Creativity Algorithm Podcast. Today, we got a really cool episode. We have David McCartney on the on the uh, episode. And now, it's an interesting way how we came about. I was at a psychology conference, and a respected psychology instructor was uh, talking about a really cool book. And he handed me a copy of it called Psych Haikus. Um, and I said, this is really cool. So I reached out to David and I said, hey, would you want to be on the podcast? And he, of course, reached out. So it was kind of a, a spur of the moment. I, I fell in love with the book. I reached out to an author I had never met, never really heard of, but I fell in love with the book. And so here we are. Let me tell you a little bit about David. Uh, David McCartney is an author, poet, and psychology student from Trinidad and Tobago. West Indies, of course. He's written six books of poetic commentary on cross-culture, religion, psychology, and philosophy. He's currently writing a historical fantasy novel based on the West Indies during the 1500s through the 1800s. The book is inspired by world religion, colonization, and his grandmother's short stories on West Indian folklore. So, David, welcome. Thank you. So, there was a conference where somebody liked my book and I showed it to you is that is that how it came that, about that is exactly that's right amazing. <laughs> that's amazing you know it it is a small world uh, it was a, a conference of psychology teachers and uh the gentleman and, and I we had we had met before on many conferences and he said hey Joe check this out and I looked at it and he had a couple copies of it so he must have fallen in love and and his name is yeah. Alan Feldman who I have the utmost respect for and I will make sure I I tag Alan after this to let him know I mentioned his name in this hey uh, Alan <laughs> Alan yeah Alan Feldman a uh, brilliant psychology instructor and so yeah I got the book went back to my hotel that night and was reading through it and I I literally sent you I looked you up you know, you can find anyone on the internet. So I looked you up and yeah. sent you an email. That's so cool. Oh, that's so good. So interesting. I I, I wrote that um, I, maybe as the pandemic lockdown began in Trinidad, I had, I had a lot more time and I was in school studying and um, I was not getting into haikus. And it, it just seemed like something that, that would consolidate everything I've learned in my studying. And um, I kind of like to translate teachings or scripture into um, different formats. So it's, it was a good challenge. I was always trying to um, <laughs> beef up my CV so that I could get into a, a good master's degree course. But um, yeah, very interesting how it, I would talk how people like it because it is one of my books that uh, that does quite well online. Excellent, excellent. Let me let me just jump right in. And where did you and or how did you? And I, I don't know if you can answer this. Where did you get the idea, not just for the book, but what fascinates me is that you have several haikus in here. How did the ideas come to you? T tell me about your process. Okay. I 
study a large body of work. And then I take away all of the rules. <laughs> I just go completely into a free um, expression of what's what I feel um, is the the topic that I'm studying, what I what I feel about it, and I keep writing about it, and then I condense it and condense it, and condense it and condense it until well for the haiku especially until that blurb um, forms. And even now I I, I go back to the book and um, keep refining it. So I guess the answer is. I dump as much information as I can into my brain <laughs> and then I let it churn over time, let it burn like a, like a furnace. And then eventually something, some kind of diamond comes out and it feels good. It feels good when it's coming out in that process. Yeah, um, that's, that's powerful. There, I mean, there's a couple of things you said in there that really resonate with me. Um, I think the idea of it feels good. I think having a good idea is almost a physical sensation of pleasure and joy. And so, you know, for, for me, and it sounds like it is for you too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, and I also like the idea, there, there's a couple of things you said that really stuck with me. Number one, a large body of knowledge. So I don't think anyone has a good idea in an area where they haven't studied or have experience in. So I think it takes hard work. It, you, you have to learn the material. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. And, and in a, a broad sense as well, I feel because in my opinion, I mean, you could also tell me what you think, but in my opinion, psychology is, is very young in terms of uh, a science. And so a lot of it, um, you know, where are the roots? Where are the roots of psychology? So for me, um, it, I came to psychology last in my, in my search for knowledge and, um, to, you know, self-discovery. It, it eventually led me into psychology. So I, I did have a, a, a decent, exposure to a body of knowledge that when I did come to psychology, it, it fit into place quite, quite easily. Uh, yeah. Um, that's, uh, again, I, I like to think of the idea of, you know, cross pollination, um, and that nature doesn't like one type of, of plant in a garden, it wants different types of plants. I think similarly to the human mind, and you mentioned you had different uh, academic studies before psychology. And I think when, when the two influences mix, that's often what allows for a good idea. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and, and then, this, oh, ahead, please. This, oh, no, I was going to say, and the space, the space that I was in at that time was extremely important to the creation of those books because um, it was during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of chaos. Um, in the environment. And I felt that this is a, a prime opportunity for art, or at least for me to create art, because there's so much turmoil and so much unknown. And there's a quote by Nietzsche that I, that I believe is true. And he says that out of chaos comes dancing stars. 
So I kind of saw so much chaos. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make some dancing stars. <laughs> so, so uh, but I was in a space where I lived with two artists at the time, and they were full-time artists as well. So the creative environment, um, and it was very natural. We were in a Um, a cocoa plantation area, but that all um, and and these space too good knowledge that all added it added up into um, to, to be able to create these in at least in that period of time those bodies of work that I made yeah all of that contributed to it. Very cool, very cool. I like your metaphor or analogy. I, I, I sometimes they get them mixed up is you let it burn in a slow burn. Um, you just, you gather the information and just let the information take care of itself. Is that something you consciously do or is that just what feels right? I think it's definitely a, a conscious process because at least in the past, I was not just naturally drawn to these bodies of knowledge and, and, and naturally wanted to, to understand it. So I would dwell on them, I would let them marinate and um, write about it. How do I feel about it? Write it in my own words, try and get it. Um, yeah, try to form it into something that I, I think it's, a unique expression of how I feel about it. So I think it, it definitely is conscious, but there is some unconscious <laughs> parts of it too, because uh, the times that I would wake up from a dream with a poem in my mind or, or uh, an idea. Uh, so definitely, um, definitely wow. there's unconscious side to it too. That's powerful. That's really cool. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Now um, you've got your process. So, I, I mean, if, if you, I almost want to ask it this way. So are you so organized that you can say, I'm going to read and learn this knowledge and then mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it alone and I'm confident an idea will come. Do you, can you predict it? Do you have that much of a routine? Yeah, that's it. Wow. I am. Um, I if I choose a topic, which I, I I I have and I am and I have future topics that I plan on doing, there there takes a time of investment into gathering the knowledge, and then a time of as you said, letting it marinate, and then a time of uh, producing writing and and without judgment, because a lot of, I might write a lot. And um, a lot of it might be nonsense, <laughs> but 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 in between there might something might come out that would, that would be unique, yes. and it might be like just one line that might inspire a whole poem, or or one thought that might inspire um, a chapter in one of my books. Um, so yeah, definitely it, it's it's the process has over time become reliable. Fascinating. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who think that art or ideas or inspiration is 
um, I, I don't want to use the word uncontrollable because I don't think creativity mm -hmm. can be controlled, but it can be worked with. But I think there mm -hmm. are some people who think that they have no influence over being creative. They just assume they're not creative and they can't be creative. What would you just say to someone mm -hmm. who believes that? Um, if you true, uh, <laughs> you threw a child in the swimming pool um, without any floats and without any attractions, they're not going to know how to swim. But if you if if you help that child and you slowly introduce them, eventually they're going to be swimming on their own. I feel it's a, it's the same thing with creativity. Um, mm. I feel like my 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 how I was brought up and especially my friends group that kind of made it easy for me to get into creativity and um, it was supported. But it, if I didn't intentionally work on it every day, um, I would not be where I am now. I still have very far to go, but um, I feel like comfortable where I am now. So I, I would tell them, <laughs> I would tell them, start with, start with at least half an hour a day. Okay. And sit there, make the space, and find a medium and work on it, and it will come. You know, you said something that I think some people who, who don't know about art, you, you said the word work, and you said the, work, the word work many times. And mm -hmm. I think people forget that art requires work and hard work mm -hmm. and repetition. I think some people think that the inspiration comes out of nowhere and like a lottery ticket, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. Where do you, do you agree on, on the idea of hard work? Absolutely. Um, I, I also agree on the idea of, of inspiration coming out of, <laughs> okay. coming out of the woodworks. Okay. But, um, but I, yeah, if, if, if I didn't work, or, or, or saw it as a discipline, um, it, I wouldn't be, I might eventually be where I am now, but um, I, I want to, this is something that's really meaningful for me. So I, I want to improve my craft mm. and it takes time. Even, um, even in, in writing, I moving from poetry to fantasy um, kind of was me starting all over again. And my first drafts <laughs> were so bad. <laughs> they were so awful. <laughs> my, I had the person who was editing it for me. He was actually upset. <laughs> <laughs> he was not pleased. But um, I uh, so it took time after that for me to, to you know, first of all, pump for myself because it's a, it's a hard blue when you realize that you're starting from scratch. But um, yeah, it, it is hard work, but mm. but at the same time, it's joy. It's joyful. It's yes. what I really like to do. Yes. So I, I don't really consider it hard, and it's also my refuge, in a sense that life might be chaotic, but when I sit in this chair, this is where I'm sitting. <laughs> yes. Uh, several hours a day. Um, when I sit in this chair, I feel I feel like I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be, mm. and it, I feel I feel happy and. Um, Fulfill. That is powerful. And I, you know, we all have a, a favorite chair or place, but I think really, you know, it, we could have that 
anywhere, but I, I agree that we need, and it sounds like you have a routine, you make time, you have a place, mm -hmm. and you are purposeful by, by I, not making yourself do the work, but encouraging yourself. Uh, you, you free mm -hmm. up time. So that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay, tough question for you. Let's say when you were writing Psych Haikus, which again, I've fallen in love with, do you, were you focusing on the poem or the process or were you focusing on finishing the book and getting it published? I was focusing on ensuring that each haiku um, was a genuine representation of the theory okay. and also um, was beautiful. Okay. Yeah. That's and and they are beautiful. Um the and I don't want to minimize it because they're not they're not necessarily humorous. Some of them are, some of them are very poignant. Um but mm -hmm. the one that struck me which really made me think of, you know, and I felt like wow, I really got to reach out to this guy was the one about little Albert and I I don't know why that mm -hmm. that hit me. Um but it was just powerful, you know, poor little Albert. He he did and if if you're listening to uh, the Creativity Algorithm podcast and you don't know who or what Little Albert is, I encourage you just to, at one point, open up a new tab and Google Little Albert and you'll find a pretty unhappy and gruesome story about psychology research gone wrong. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. Next tough question for you. Next tough question. You have mm -hmm. a good process for your art. Uh, your art poems, writing, philosophy. Next question, do you use this process? Do you see similarities in everyday life if you come across a problem or you get frustrated or is it only for art? I, I would say the discipline that, that bled into art was there um, in my, uh, I had a couple of years where I spent basically in retreat. Hmm. There's, there's in, in the Caribbean, or at least in Trinidad, 40% of our population comes from India. Mm -hmm. And um, so there, there's, a, there's a heavy Indian influence. And um, I spent a couple of years um, under tutorage in a reclusive area in Trinidad. And um, there I gained the discipline of um, every day doing something for, my, for myself, mm -hmm. going into myself. And um, that discipline bled into all areas of my life. And I feel like um, the discipline to focus on a, a goal and move towards it consistently came from that and helps in many areas of my life. Um, and also uh, the ability to kind of just let go and know that you've, I've done my best and have faith that it will turn out. Does that answer the question? Wow. Yes. It's very, I, I'm, I'm processing a lot of what you said. I'm, I'm cognitively excited about some of the things you said where you would allow your you know you were in a reclusive place and you allowed yourself if i think i heard you right you allowed yourself to go into yourself 
that's mm -hmm. that's a gift. That's a skill that I think too many people are too busy. They they think they're too busy. They don't have the time, but you made the time. I mean, I think that's impressive. That's a gift. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and yes, I really uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. I, if I go on a tangent here, you, <laughs> <laughs> you might still. You, you go ahead. I I like also what you said of the ability to leave it alone. Um, you know, we can't work all the time. We can't be creative all the time. And sometimes we have to set it aside and, and live our life. And maybe that's the time where the idea will grow behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's... And, and the, the, the answer to the idea for me, I find a lot of time comes from reality itself. Mm. Um, I feel because I've spent the time to go into myself, I do it every day, and I have nurtured that connection with myself um, when I am in the environment, well, when I'm in reality, <laughs> when I'm in this world that we are, we are all in, I, I, uh, I receive, in, I like intuition, you know, mm. you, you might look at something and, and see it in a particular way that, um, that gives an answer or gives an inspiration. Um, so the, the, the answer does come, I think, first through the internal connection and then the lived process, mm. receiving information. I, I, can, I can tell your depth and your multi-layered level of education and your, your, your connection to philosophy in your answers. Um, there's just so much to pick apart from that. And I just, I really enjoy talking with you. Um, and, and with that, uh, unfortunately, our, our time has kind of come to an end, <laughs> but, but hopefully I can, I can contact you in a little bit and we can do this again uh, a little bit later. Cause sure. I, I really enjoy talking to you. Sure. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm happy to talk and I feel like I'm coming to the point where I need to talk. Mm. I've been okay. I've been in quietness for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, one last question: Can you tell our listeners um, how you know how they can learn more about you uh, to get in touch with you, or, or you know, just as importantly, how they can find your books and learn more about you? So, and and I will put that in the uh, the show notes or after after we record, I'll I'll put that in the notes so people can find you. But if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, well, all of my books so far are on Amazon. So if you search my name, David McCartney, um, and Amazon, <laughs> something, <laughs> should, something should come up. Okay. Um, if not, I have, a, I have an Instagram with the links to my website. And, um, and I also have a poetry page where I, I post my, what, what's, what's going on on the inside for me and what I'm learning also. That's also that that is called silk cotton. Um, just that's for people that if they want to know what silk cotton is in, in Trinidad, uh, we have a tree that our indigenous people believe that's where the uh, souls of the people who lived here before that's where they reside. Hmm. And um, for for me, it's kind of like the uh, James Cameron avatar, the the tree. That uh -huh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Basically, it's, it's 
basically that intro to that. And um, for me, my, my writing was, is kind of like that. I, I, I'm going back to my roots and trying to connect with it and then bring it out and share it. So the, the page is called Silk Cotton. I think it's poetry, Silk Cotton Poetry, or just Silk Cotton. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I, I will be sure to put that in the uh, the show notes. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to, uh, for my for the listeners, I'm going to stop recording. And you've heard me do that before. I'm going to say I'm going to stop record. And then David and I are going to chat a little bit, you know, more um, after after I stop hitting record. So sorry, everyone, you don't get to hear all of the conversation. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creativity Algorithm Podcast. To get in contact with Joe or to have him speak to your organization, please visit www.joeswope-publicspeaker.com.